0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رجال لا تلهيهم تجارة ولا بيع عن ذكر الله وإقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة يَخَافُونَ يَوْمًا تَتَقَلَّبُ فِيهِ الْقُلُوبُ وَالْأَبْصَارِ وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صلى الله عليه وسلم طَلَبُ كَسْبِ الْحَلَالِ فَرِيضَةٌ بَعْدَ الْفَرِيضَةِ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صلى الله عليه وسلم
1: Most respected all my brothers and elders It is that time of the year when among other things one of the things that I will high priority in people's lives is business throughout the year a person will be working hard but come this time of the year he'll be working double hard Allah Ta'ala has not forbidden a person to earn when there is an opportunity in a correct manner. But at the same time, there are various aspects which Dean has given us guidelines and guidance in that how does a person conduct his life in every aspect in terms of his business life, his earnings, what does he give priority to, what is the concept that he has in his mind, what is his mindset. All these are things which Deen has given us very clear direction in, and when a person keeps within that direction that Deen has provided, then the great benefit of this is that even his apparently mundane activities, even his eating and drinking, even his sleeping, his business, his profession, his trade, everything becomes ibadat and he becomes a person who is engaged in the worship of Allah Ta'ala as they say 24-7. So this is how simple and how easy Allah Ta'ala has made it for a person to be engaged in ibadat every moment of his life. But it just requires that he is focused and he is spending his time in a way or spending his day and night in a way that is in accordance with the direction that deen has given. When it comes to earning a person's livelihood, then this is not something that is just a worldly thing. No, this is in every aspect deen. On the one hand, Nabi sallallahu says that talabu kasbil halal faridatum ba'dal faridah. That earning a halal living, this is a, an obligation. It's an obligation of deen after the other obligations in order, the priority are the fundamentals of Islam, and the other obligations of Deen, A person's Salah, his Zakat, his Hajj, his fasting, and various other obligations of Deen. But then, after these priorities, then even earning a halal living is an obligation. But together with it being an obligation, there's a very unique concept that the mu'min has in his heart and mind about what is earning all about, what is business all about, what is trade commerce all about. He has a very unique concept. His concept is guided by the direction of the Quran and Sunnah. Amen. While on the one hand, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi gave such great virtues about the businessman. But in one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that a Tajirus Saddukul Amin that businessman, that trader who is honest and upright, who is trustworthy. Then, obviously, Nabi Salaam is talking to the Sahaba Ikram. The Sahaba Ikram, there was no question about somebody missing his Salah, somebody cheating, deceiving, but just to highlight these particular aspects. Because sometimes, a person is not deliberately cheating somebody, but the lines are so grey, such a fine line in between. So to highlight this, Nabi S.A.W. is saying, obviously a person is upright in terms of deen in general, but together with that in his business, he is upright and honest and trustworthy, then this will give him such a great position on the day of Qiyamah, that he'll be raised ma'an-nabiyyin, with the Anbiya Alim Salatu Wasalaam, with the Siddiqeen, with the martyrs, and with the pious people, pious servants of Allah Ta'ala, this person by virtue of his honest and upright trading, by virtue of his trustworthiness in business, he is going to be given this special treatment on the day of Qiyamah. So while on the one hand this great virtue Nabi Salaam also mentioned, but yet at the same time, we find that repeatedly in many many instances, Nabi Isla turned the attention away from the focus towards business of dunya. That many occasions, Nabi Isla is turning the focus away. Now how do we reconcile between these two things? On the one hand, such great virtues. And on the other hand, there's so many instances where the heart is being turned away. Once Nabi Isla passes by Hazrat Abu Hurairah radhiyallahu ta'ala and he is at that time planting a tree. So this is agriculture now. So he was planting a tree. So Nabi Sallallahu asked him, what are you doing? So he said, well, I'm planting a tree. So I will have the fruit. I will have the benefits of it. So Nabi Sallallahu immediately asks him, that should I told you, tell you, should I inform you about a better planting, better cultivation, better agriculture? So he said, please. So Nabi Sallallahu says, Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, وَلَا la ilaha إلا اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ That reciting these kalimat and these Yug يغرس, يُغْرَسُ لَكَ بِكُلِّ مِّنْهَا شَجَرَةٌ فِي
2: الْجَنَّةِ
1: Every kalima and every tasbih that you recite of these tasbihahat one tree will be planted for you in jannat. No harm in planting this tree in dunya. So let your hands be engaged in it, no problem. But don't let your heart be engaged in this. Let your heart be focused towards the planting and cultivation for Akhirat. One person after the battle of Khaybar, comes to Rasulullah ﷺ and he says, today people were buying and selling after the booty was distributed, after the spoils of war were distributed, and what would be the normal case, somebody has received something which he now doesn't feel he requires, so somebody else has got something else which he thinks might be better for him, so he'll buy and sell, barter, so he says, today everybody was buying and selling and bartering and whatever else. And earning a profit out of it because something is a person now just wanted to convert it into cash. So he says, everybody was doing this or many were doing it. But nobody earned a profit greater than the profit I earn today. Oh. So he came to now explain this and express this as a kind of, well, achievement. But as soon as he came to express this as a kind of achievement, Nabi Salasim turned his heart away from this. Should I tell you of somebody who earns a greater profit? That of all the people in Khibar, after this battle of Khaibar, everybody was buying and selling and earning a profit. And you earn the most profit. You are so fascinated about this. Should I tell you about somebody who earns a greater profit than this? So he said, please do tell me. The Sahaba, we're all eager for this. Nabi Salaam says, رَكْعَتَيْنِ بَعْدَ الْفَرِيدَةِ Two rakats that are performed after the fard. Like the two sunnats now be performed of Maghrib. Or the two sunnats will be performed after Isha. So the two sunnats, the two rakats that are performed after a fard salah, that is more valuable than all the profit that a person can earn in dunya. And the Quran Sharif also on many occasions uses the same word tijarat. To turn our attention that don't focus the heart on this little tijarat. The hands will be occupied in it, and a person will spend his time moderately in it, but his heart, there is a bigger tijarat. Ya ayyuha amanu, hal adullukum ala tijaratin tunjikum min adabin alim. Allah Ta'ala says, should I tell you a business? Allah Ta'ala is also, Allah Ta'ala knows the fitrat and this nature of insan. That should I tell you a business which will save you from a dreadful punishment? That you bring Iman in Allah and in the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and you strive in the path of Allah Ta'ala with your life and wealth. That is better. That is greater. Now the ayat Allah Ta'ala says that whenever some amusement, some kind of trade comes, then they just rush towards it. But Allah Ta'ala what He has مَا عِنَّ اللَّهِ That is better and that is more lasting. So, so many ayahs this is mentioned. Then one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Hazrat Abu Ayyub Ansari Radiallahu Ta'ala an, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asks him Allah أَذُلُّكَ ala tijaratin. Must I tell you about a business? i got a very lucrative investment. You interested? Maybe the first question will be Is it offshore? <laughs> yes, definitely it's offshore. And what's the returns? So if somebody will sell us 200%, <laughs> we'll sell up everything to put it in there. This is what 200%? 2000 and 2 million percent who is nothing. So Nabi Islam is saying Should I tell you an investment? So he says Please do tell me. So Nabi Islam then gives him an investment. بَيْنَ النَّاسِ إِذَا That you try to reconcile between people when they have become estranged. And you try to bring them close when they have become distanced. This is a very lucrative investment. Now on the one side, there are all these great virtues for business. But at the same time, we see in all these ahadith, Nabi Muhammad is turning the heart away. So the issue is that the hands will get engrossed in that business during the time of the business. The mind will be applied to whatever extent necessary, but the heart will be focused towards the greater business. The heart will be focused towards the business of Akhirat. That is a mu'min. And therefore in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif also, which Allah Ta'ala mentions, that who are these people, that their hearts are so focused on the real business, that this small business, this cannot divert them from the real business. Allah Taala says, "Rijalun, la Allah Taala speaks about such people who Allah Taala has blessed their hearts with this noor of hidayat. This whole Discussion is in Surah Al-Nur. And it starts off, this discussion starts off with, Allahu nuru samawati wal ard. Masalu nurihi kamishkatin fiha misbah. Al misbah fi zujaja. The whole detailed Allah ta'ala is the light of the heavens and earth. It's a complete discussion on his own. And then Allah ta'ala mentions fig- regarding the people who Allah ta'ala has endowed their hearts with this nur after describing several aspects about them. Then Allah Ta'ala says, these are those people, these are men, Rijal. Like how sometimes a person says to us, this is a real man. This person is a man. So Allah Ta'ala is also saying, Rijal. These are men. Who, لا him تجارة ولا bayun." that they are not made unmindful and neglectful by means of business buying and selling it doesn't make them neglectful it doesn't make them heedless no matter what time of the year it may be or what day, what time of the day it may be it might be in the middle of the day or it might be just at closing time when the azan of asar has started or it might be any time of the year but they are not made heedless and not made neglectful of what? An zikrillah. From the remembrance of Allah ta'ala. Now what does this remembrance of Allah ta'ala mean? Does it simply mean that a person making zikr, subhanallah, alhamdulillah? That is also a meaning of zikr. But zikr here is in its broader sense, the obedience of Allah ta'ala. That in the conducting of that business also, are forever mindful of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is watching. Allah Ta'ala is aware. Allah Ta'ala is the one that grants rizq. So I should not be breaking the command of Allah Ta'ala to try and acquire rizq. Allah Ta'ala grants. Once, Nabi Islam was asked that ayyul kasbi atyab, which is the most pure earning, most pure earning. So Nabi Slow replied and said that Amalul Yadi Amalul biyadihi. One was a person earning with his hands. Whatever a person's trade his, his earning with his own hands, his labour. And the other bay'in mabrur.' Now these people who are not heedless of Allah Ta'ala they are aspiring only for in mabur. They don't, like how some people, they eat to live, like that's the general thing, go to eat to live, some people live to eat. That this is the, one of the objectives of life, that I may eat. So likewise, we are supposed to earn to live. But sometimes things turn in such a way, A person lives in order to earn. Earning itself becomes an object of life. Whereas earning was to sustain a person during life. Whatever his lifespan is, to sustain himself, he needs to earn. Allah Ta'ala has not made it compulsory to stop at a point where he can just barely just live his necessities. Allah Ta'ala gave him permission also, you earning in a halal way, and you can afford some luxuries and comforts too, no problem. Don't let it become a means of pride Don't make... Don't boast about it And don't make, let it become a means of Becoming an obstacle in your deen Make shukr upon it, alhamdulillah, that too is ni'mad. But That is not the object of life Unfortunately, this is the western concept of life The western concept is That a person must live to earn So the whole system is in such a way when a person wakes up in the morning, no matter what he has, he has to go to work because he has been shackled by the whole system. He, everything he is earning, in sometimes in five figures a month, oh, but his payments are six figures, and everything is bonded everywhere. And there's so many things he has been shackled by the system in such a way that no matter what he has, he's still little. What he has, he's still poor. So the purpose of life is not to earn. Earning is to sustain a person during his life. Now this is the concept that deen has taught us. Amen. And during this concept, now a person will earn in a way that will please Allah. Taala. He'll make this earning also ibadat. So now how he'll go about it? He'll be aspiring for what Nabi Salaam says, the most pure earning. The most pure earning, bayin mabrur. Mabroor comes from bir. Means, bir means virtue So virtuous trade Virtuous trade is what? So the muhaddisين explain مَا Saliman صَالِمًا عَنِ الْغِشِّ وَالْخِيَانَةِ That business which is completely free from every kind of deception Every kind of cheating That which is in accordance to what Allah ta'ala has commanded That business which is in accordance to the way that Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught then that is a business that is mabroor. That business too becomes ibadat. That business too he is buying and selling, he is calling out a price to the person, but when all the intention is right, and it is being done correctly, in that negotiation he is getting the reward of tasbih. But if the aspiration is not deen, the aspiration is the person is living to earn. The earning has become an object of life. Then this takes a person in a very different direction. So Allah Ta'ala says, "Rijalun la تُلْهِيهِمْ tijara." That these are men who tijarat and trade, it does not make them neglectful. Of what? Of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. They are forever mindful of Allah Ta'ala. And they are mindful that they do not do anything in the trade that will in the slightest but displease Allah Ta'ala the slightest bit rather how can they make this a means of getting closer to Allah sirri sakhti rahmatullahi he bought one consignment of almonds so he bought it whatever it was a bag for example now a bag for 60 dirhams so now he said well 60 dirhams ok I will make 3 dirhams on this and that's sufficient for me And that's fair, moderate, sufficient for me, that's it. So any case, he so to say marked it up for 63 dirhams. It so happened that a short while in in those days, suddenly the price jumped up. The same bag which he bought for 60 was now gone to 90 dirhams. Hmm. So one person came to buy it. So This person came to buy So He asked him how much is this bag of almonds. So he says to him, it's 63 dirhams. So he asks him, that, do you know what the price of almonds are now? So he says, well, what's the price of almonds? He says, the price of almonds has jumped. Now who is saying to him? The customer. The customer is making the seller wise. They must have been living in some other world, on some other planet. (coughs) So the customer is saying to the seller, do you know the price of almonds? The price of almonds is no more 60 dirhams a bag. It's gone to 90 dirhams a bag. So he says, yes, I'm aware of it. But when I bought it, I bought it at 60 dirhams and I marked it up at 63 dirhams So at that time, I made a deal with Allah Ta'ala uh-huh. I'll sell it for so much because this much is sufficient for me So this is it, this is the price 63 dirhams, you can have it That person, the customer is saying to him I made a deal with Allah Ta'ala I will never give anybody, any I will never deceive anybody in any way I know the value of this is 90 dirhams. So how am I going to buy it from you for 63? He says, well, I made a deal with Allah. I'm selling it for 63, nothing
2: more.
1: He says, I'm not going to buy it for less than 90. He didn't buy it, he didn't sell it. Allah. Now, this was business, they too are living in this dunya. But they had a different concept of business. They had that concept of business where Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in one hadith says, Man aqala nadiman. أَقَالَهُ yawm al qiyamah That a person who bought something, after he bought it already, the deal is done. Now the seller is not obligated to take it back if there's no defect in it, there's no problem with it. The seller is not obligated to cancel the sale. But now this person after buying it, now he suddenly realized, but I don't require this, or I rather should have kept the cash, I need the money for something else. So now he came to return it. He wants to cancel the sale. So now he is regretting over having bought this because he now needs the money for something else or whatever the reason may be. So Nabi Salaam says, Man aqala nadiman, the person who cancels the sale for somebody who has now come to return the item. Though he's not obligated to do it, he did it as a favor now. Allah Ta'ala will forgive his sins on the day of Qiyamat. One person opens one business and now the business starts flourishing and after a while Suddenly when the business is flourishing in the height of it, he suddenly closed the business down. Somebody was very surprised, what happened? You started this business off, it started flourishing, and now you suddenly overnight closed it down. He says, no, my whole object of this business was something else. Hmm. What was the business object? He said, I heard this hadith from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then the person who will, ex- will cancel the sale for somebody who has come back to return and to cancel it, Allah Ta'ala will forgive his sins on the day of Qiyamat. This was the purpose I started this business for. Today somebody came finally to cancel the sale. My object is achieved. I close the business now. Allah. These people were living in dunya also. But they had a different mindset of what business is all about. Not that it was compulsory to close the business down. But their objective was something else. So when a person conducts that business in a way that pleases Allah Ta'ala with the right objectives, with the right intentions, then that too becomes ibadat and a very great ibadat. So now he'll conduct that business in a way that will be 100% clean, will be clear, there won't be any kind of uh, anybody being let down, anybody being cheated in any way, anybody being deceived in any way person came and bought one horse from the family of Wasila bin Asqa ta'ala somebody in his household somebody had a horse and he came, somebody, person came and bought it from his family member so the person bought it the buyer took the horse and he left and then Wasila bin Asqa ta'ala comes to know that this person came and he bought the horse and he's gone already the horse belonged to somebody else in his house so he suddenly came out running from his house and went out looking for that buyer finally caught up with him and he said to him that you bought the horse? he said yes I bought the horse so he says that oh it was a camel it was a camel so he said did they show you the camel properly? So he said well there's the camel it's healthy, it's fat it's excellent animal he so asked him no but hold on what do you want why did you buy that animal? you bought it for its meat or you bought it as a riding animal? So he says, no, I want to go for Hajj, I want to ride on it to go for Hajj. So he says, well, under its hoof, there's a small hole under its hoof. <coughs> there's a small hole under its hoof. So the person who owned the horse, owned the camel, So he asks him, but what's your whole intention in this? This person bought it, what's one small little hole under the hoof, going to? what difference is it going to make? Small hole under the hoof, it's going to not affect anything. He says, no, no, no. I heard Rasulullah saying, when a person sells up something to somebody, لا يحل له حتى يبين ما فيه. Mm. And it is not halal for him. The transaction, the proceeds of it, is not halal for him until he has clearly mentioned to the buyer if there is any defect in it. Mm. And it is not permissible for somebody who knows the defect in it not to point it out. I knew about it house belong to you but I was aware of the defect so for me to keep quiet about it is not correct that's why I came to mention it now it's up to him he wants to he's happy with it fine well and good but this was their concept of business so Allah Ta'ala then put such barakat in it that that became a means of great benefit in dunya the real benefit of akhirat so Allah Ta'ala says رجال ولا Wa iqam is salah. And it does not make them neglectful of establishing salah. At the time of salah comes, anything can come in his way. This will be the priority. Any time of the year, any time of the day, it's time for salah, then that is what the person who has this concept of business that Deen teaches. This concept of business which the Quran speaks of. This concept of business which Rasulullah is encouraging, then that salah will not get neglected for anything. According to the Mufassireen, that there were two people, two sahaba in particular. One person was a trader, the other was a blacksmith. So this blacksmith, his amal was, his procedure was, that if he had raised the mallet to his shoulder. Now the blacksmith has to put that iron into the furnace and hold it and that hot fumes and flames he has to tolerate while standing there. And now when that iron is red hot after all this effort, now he has to stamp it very quickly and shape it how he wants to shape it. So now there was a lot of time and effort and hard work involved in waiting for that iron to get red hot. And now it's red hot, it's ready to be stamped into shape. And he's raised the mallet to stamp it. And as he's raised the mallet, the azan started. The azan started, he left it right from there. And he didn't even take that effort to now just stamp it quickly and then carry on. So he'll make it in good time. Now he was acting on something that was of an even higher level. So he was one person, the other person was a businessman, he was a trader. And it would happen often that he has now taken the scale, the scale of those days which had two pans. So he put the weights on one side and he was about to weigh whatever the item was on the other side to give it to the customer. And at that time the Azan started, he left everything right there and went away for salah. Whereas it was now just a matter of just completing the weighing and passing it on. Sorry, Azan started. I'm going. According to some Mufassirin, this ayat was. Revealed in praise of these two Sahaba, hmm. Allah was so pleased with this. So these people Allah speaks about, that trade and business does not make them neglectful of their establishing salah, So, Abdullah bin Umar he one day came out and as he was passing through the bazaar, suddenly the azan started. And as the azan started, he sees all these shops getting closed. He says these are the people Allah Taala speaks about in the Quran Sharif. These are the people Allah Taala speaks about in the Quran Sharif that as soon as the Azan has been called, nothing comes between them and answering the call of the Muslim. So thatulhiim tidyaratun anbiyin, anzikri, wa labayin anzikri Allah, wa salah, wa and discharging their zakat. This business does not come in the way of that as well they fulfill all the obligations of deen and what is the motivating factor what drives them ya yawman they fear that day when hearts and eyeballs will overturn they fear the day when eyes and heart, hearts and eyeballs will overturn the day of qiyamah so now they all the time have this day of qiyamah in front of them and as a result, they are being guided by this. So the Marsha of Elie ali was once travelling, so he came to the station. So the place where he had come to visit now, the friends had given him some and gifts, whatever. So now the weight was a bit extra. So now there is a certain amount of free weight, like a person travels now 20 kilos free weight. Beyond that he has to pay for it. So he came to the ticket counter to pay for the extra luggage the person at the ticket counter he saw him, he recognized him, he knew him this person was a Hindu but he recognized him because of the personality so he asked him what you've come for so he says no I've come to have this luggage extra luggage weighed and I want to pay for the excess luggage so to start off with this person was already astounded because who does this? everybody takes it for granted okay, this is all part of life, carries on like this this is Says no, this is, norm- this is normal, sometimes abnormal becomes normal so he said No, this is normal this is how everybody does it so Hazrat said no, there's no such thing as normal I've come to pay for this so he said no don't worry well actually he said I've come to pay for this extra luggage so he told him no you don't have to worry about anything the person who is the guard guard meaning like the conductor or whatever the ticket collector on the, on the train I know him personally I will speak to him he'll put this on he won't check your luggage and wait and so on Everything will be fine No worry, you can carry on So I asked him, but then how far will this person go along? So he says, no, well, he'll go to a certain station For example, now you're traveling from Durban to Johannesburg So he'll go up to maybe, say, uh, Ladysmith So he says, from then after that, what will happen? He'll jump out, a new conductor will come So he says, no, he'll talk to that fellow
2: <laughs>
1: He'll talk to that chap and everything will be fine He says, how far he'll go? He says, well he'll go to then maybe say, maybe Heidelberg. He says, then, see, he well then the third fellow comes on, that chap will talk to him, they'll sort it out. He says, very well. And thereafter he says, well then, the train will be in Johannesburg. He says, no, but my journey goes beyond that. He says, but the train stops at Johannesburg, your journey will you finish up at Johannesburg. He says, no, I go further. He says, where are you going to go to further? He says, no, my journey goes to the hereafter so when I'm gone to the hereafter which ticket collector is going to be there to come in now sort it out for me
2: there
1: this person was totally dumbfounded he says this is the first time I've heard somebody talk like this that there is a journey beyond the journey of dunya that they fear that day when hearts and eyeballs will overturn they have this in front of them all the time there is another day coming there is a day of accountability there is a day when person whatever he apparently got away from in dunya it cannot happen that he can get away forever there is a day where nobody can get away there is a day of akhirat and there is a day of accountability so when a person has this in front of him that yaqeen that firm conviction now that motivates him to make sure everything is done correctly but in that process some tests will come but when he remains steadfast, Allah Taala then opens a way. Some tests will come. Dunya is dunya. It's not a free ride. It's a place of examination. It's a place of tests. It's not a free ride. But when a person remains steadfast for the pleasure of Allah Taala, and he is not prepared to break the command of Allah Taala, then Allah ta'ala opens a way for him in time. And that little brings barkat. That little brings. Great barqat. Whereas the quantity which might be more, in one hadith Nabi Islam says, that woman, a person makes a false claim. Now he's selling something. He's selling something and making some false claim about it. This thing here will last a lifetime. I already got it for so many years. 50 years I'm using it. Now he is already, he's claiming he's using it for 50 years. Meanwhile, he hasn't even got it for five years. So he's making a false claim. Why? So that he can now earn something out of it. He can increase his wealth with it. Nabi Islam says, Lam Yazidhu illa qillatan." That the only effect of this will be that it will destroy his wealth. It will bring a deficit it'll bring a loss. It will outwardly it will seem it increased. But all the barakah of it will be lost. When the barakah is lost, then that same quantity, that excess of quantity, becomes a bigger musibat. And if there's in it, then the more it may be, the better it will be. Because that will now bring him even comfort in dunya, it will help him build his akhirat also. So this is the concept that deen teaches us, of what is business, what is earning, where a person's heart should be, what is his object of life, how he should be conducting himself, and how he should be Making sure that his Muamalat, his dealings Are 100% clean and correct Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullahi, Asked one person Somebody asked for dua He says you want to make dua tadu. You want to make dua You want your dua to be accepted Just make sure you're eating Just make sure you're eating halal Then make what dua you want It's answered But just make sure you're eating halal Just first make sure you're eating halal So this is the prescription for the acceptance of our duas and this affects everything in our life all our ibadat, because the earnings of a person that's going to nourish him that's going to now buy his clothing that's going to whatever else and now he's going to wear that clothes he's going to have been nourished with that food and he's going to make sajda with it if that is not halal that sajda also is of no real effect so while Allah has not restricted a person from earning but the heart will be focused towards the tilyarat of akhirat and a person will earn he'll make his earnings also ibadat his business also ibadat by conducting himself in the way that Allah has commanded in the way that Rasulullah wa give us all the topic of fulfilling the commands of Allah ta'ala, and in the way of Rasulullah Allah, Allah ta'ala grant barakat in each one's risk, grant us halal and tayyib risk. And save us from every drop and grain of haram. Wa aakhiru da'wana. Anil hamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim.
0: لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه, وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يَا رَبِّ صَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ دَائِمًا أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كلهم جَزَ اللَّهُ عَنَّا نَبِيَّنَا مُحَمَّدًا صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ بِمَا هُوَ أَهْلُهِ لَا إِلَهَا إِلَّا اللَّهُ لَا إله إِلَّا اللَّهُ لا اله الا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله عم نواله
2: الله،, الله الله الله
0: الله لا اله الا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك جزا الله علينا نبينا محمدًا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله. رَبَّنَا وَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِنْ لَمْ تخف لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب
1: العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته وَلَا هَمَّا إِلَّا فَرَّجْتَهَا وَلَا حَاجَةً هِيَ لَكَ رِضًا إِلَّا قَضَيْتَهَا وَيَسَّرْتَهَا يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ اللهم إِنَّا نَسَلُكَ الْعَفْوَ وَالْعَافِيَةَ والمعافاه الدَّائِمَةَ فِي الدِّينِ وَالدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةَ والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار، والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار، والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار. الله مأتي نفوسنا تقوها وزكها أن خير من زكها أن الله يا الله. Most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah. Ilahul alamin ya Allah. Ya Allah, every moment, every second, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are benefiting from all your innumerable bounties and favors, Ya Allah. Illahuul alamin Ya Allah. You have blessed us with everything, Ya Allah. Illahuul alamin all the na'mas and bounties we use, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, our eyes you gave us, Ya Allah. Our ears you granted us, Ya Allah. Our mouth and tongue, Ya Allah, you blessed us with Ya Allah. Our hands and feet is your gift, Ya Allah. our heart is your blessing, Ya Allah. Illahuul alamin every limb and organ, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have blessed us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have made us saint. Ya Allah. You allowed us to be walking and talking, Ya Allah. You enabled us to be, ya Allah, eat properly, Ya Allah. Ya Allah all your ni'mat and bounties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what can we really be grateful for, Ya Allah? Ya Allah, how can we ever express enough sugar and gratitude, Ya Allah? Ya Allah, but the, Ya Allah, what we have done in return instead of making sugar, Ya Allah, we have misused and abused all your bounties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what a great and terrible crime we have committed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are seeking your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we Firmly pledging Ya Allah that we will now use all your bounties Ya Allah in the way that you are pleased Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us Ya Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the sins of the day and night Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the sins done deliberately and mistakenly Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our family members Ya Allah, forgive our relatives and friends Ya Allah, forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi sallam. Ilahu alalamin, ya Allah, grant us Ya Allah the tawfiq of always being in your obedience Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from ever doing that which displeases you Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin Allah, grant us the of taubat and nasooh, Ya Allah. Of of nasuh, ya Allah. Ya Allah, make such a let us make such a sincere tawbah Ya Allah, that we remain steadfast on it, Ya Allah. Ilahul yeah. Aalami, Ya Allah, save us from all the fitnah and Fasadi Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the fitnah and Fasadi Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the fitnah and Fasadi Ya Allah. Ya Allah, at this time of the year, especially, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the evils, Ya Allah, all the temptations that, Ya Allah, drag people in all kinds of wrong, Ya Allah, in all kinds of vice, Ya Allah, in all kinds of places of sin, Ya Allah, in all kinds of places, Ya Allah, where your commands are. Being destroyed, ya Allah. When your laws are being broken, ya Allah. You protect us and save us, ya Allah. Save the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You guide us to Your pleasure, ya Allah. Allah. Save us from the sins of the eyes, ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the ears and tongue, ya Allah. The sins of the hands and feet, ya Allah. Allah protect us from the sins of the heart, ya Allah. Purify our hearts, ya Allah. Purify our hearts, ya Allah. Purify our hearts, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin. Fill our hearts with Your muhabbat, ya Allah. Fill our hearts with Your love, ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. sallam full of hearts with the love of the Quran Sharif ya Allah, full of with the love of zikr and dua ya Allah, full of hearts with the love of salah ya Allah, <imitra> <imitra> Allah full of hearts with the love of deen and the effort of deen ya Allah ya <imitra> Allah, make sin detested to us ya Allah, enable us to hate sin like we hate filth ya Allah yeah, yeah. ya Allah, all those are sick, give them shifa kamila, ajila, mustamira daima, <imitra> ya Allah, grant them complete shifa and afiyat ya Allah remove every taste of their illness ya Allah ya Allah, all those are financial difficulties, remove it with ease, Ya Allah. Allah grant barkat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Allah grant barkat and afiat to each one, Ya Allah. Allah, 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 all those in any kind of depression, anxiety, worries, whatever other difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah, you remove it with Afiat, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah. Allah, Allah, at the time of our take us with the kalima, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, Allah, Allah, take us on iman Ya Allah, take us on tohbat-e-n-nasuh, Ya Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafaaat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam ya Allah give us Jannatul Firdaus Without any reckoning Ya Allah ya Allah all those Who have passed away From our families Throughout the ummah. Allah fill their covers with Noor Ya Allah Round in the high stages In jannah, Ya Allah May their complete Maghfirat ya Allah. ya Allah all the good That Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Begged for Ya Allah we are also Begging for all the good Ya Allah whatever Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sought refuge from Ya Allah you give us Protection as well Allahumma inna Nasaluka min khayri Ma sa'alaka minhu Nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad حبيبك من شر مستعادك من هنا ويوك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك الْبَلَاغَ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى
2: على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين